The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. People have been lining up for hours outside a 19,000 seat arena in Tulsa, Oklahoma, waiting for U.S. President Donald Trump. He is set to hold a campaign rally there tomorrow. It will be his first one in months, and there is concern about the spread of COVID 19. And as he prepares for that, Twitter has warned that a video shared by Trump last night was doctored. And the White House is doing what it can to stop a tell-all book by former National Security Advisor John Bolton from being released. There is lots to talk about with Global News Washington Bureau producer and correspondent Reggie Cicchini. Reggie, welcome back to the show. Good afternoon. Let's start with this rally. Um, People are lining up. They've been uh, lining up for, it seems like, a couple of days now, set to hear the president. Um, There uh, have been curfews put in place in Tulsa. People are being removed from the area. And there are concerns about COVID because cases there are rising. What can you tell us about about this rally, Uh, what, what, uh, what, what it's going to look like, and certainly about the COVID precautions that are being put in place? Yeah, well, I mean, look, starting with COVID, uh, you know, first and foremost, the crisis is not anywhere uh, near under control in Oklahoma or really anywhere across the United States. Look, the CDC says that upwards of 20,000 people in America will likely die before the July 4th weekend in just a couple of weeks. Oklahoma itself posted its record uh, highest number of cases to date yesterday, uh, just on the approach to 500. And this is concerning now for health officials in the state and in the city of Tulsa, where 20,000 people are expected to gather in that uh, arena for the president's rally, but more so because there's roughly 100,000 people that are expected to flood into the city, both in a combination of pro-Trump and anti-police protests that are going to be taking place. This is essentially going to become a Petri dish. This rally is acting like a super spreader, uh, and there's a fear that the healthcare system is simply going to be overwhelmed two weeks from now, knowing full well that it takes a couple of weeks for any kind of virus to incubate inside someone. You take a look at some of the other states in uh, the U.S. as well, Arizona and Florida, breaking their daily all-time records for new COVID-19 cases, San Diego County, California, putting a hold on reopenings because of uh, an increase in cases. And also, what was it about um, the masks in in California? Are are people being uh, told that they have to wear masks now? Yeah, look, the governor has made a uh, a statement saying that if you're going to be doing any kind of uh, non-essential or even essential activities outside of your house in most settings, wear a mask. And simply because California posted several thousand new cases of COVID-19 yesterday, uh, as the state had thought that it was getting an active grip on this virus uh, and preventing its spread. But we're now seeing that, you know, these conversations uh, that uh, doctors were saying that maybe the heat, maybe the sunshine, maybe the humidity will kill the virus. It's Mm. not. There is now a fear that places like Hawaii and places like North Carolina and Arizona, along with South Carolina and Alaska, are all going to become hotspots with a, a growing number of deaths in the coming weeks. Reggie, what are we hearing from uh, the Trump administration on this front uh, when it comes to COVID? Of course, there has been a lot going on in the U.S. over the past uh, number of weeks. Uh, it seems that COVID has has really been, you know, put on the back burner. Am, am I just imagining that, or is that the case? 
No, that is the case. You'll notice that uh, it's been more than seven weeks on the approach to eight weeks since the uh, coronavirus task force held a public briefing. They were sidelined in the name of the economy and then the economy was sidelined in the name of the president's political future, which is why this virus is no longer being discussed. The president in a uh, an interview with a television network just a couple of days ago uh, said that the, the, the virus is, is, is running away quickly and it's slowly dying out. And that's simply not the case, uh, you know, given the fact that we're seeing such a, a spike in numbers around the country. Uh, but the sheer fact that the president is no longer acknowledging the virus, look, even his press secretary today was asked about wearing a mask at the rally tomorrow. And she said that she won't be uh, and likely neither will anybody else in the Trump entourage because they're trying to push this message that the country is fast tracking and ready to reopen. Uh, and if they accept the fact that this virus is rampant right now and killing people uh, at a rapid rate, it would be admitting to their own failure. Interesting. Um, I want to switch to um, the protests for just a, a moment. There was a new poll out today that, find, uh, that found a majority of Americans say they approve of recent protests around the country. Many think they'll bring positive changes. Uh, Washington was, of course, a hot spot for these protests over the past a number of weeks. You were on the front lines covering them. Can you give us an idea of what it's like in D.C. right now? Well, look, these protests are still big uh, and they're ongoing. Today uh, being Juneteenth, the day that commemorates the end of slavery in the United States, there's a number of protests uh, that are kind of crisscrossing the city and making their way down towards Black Lives Matter Plaza, which was designated uh, at the height of these protests. Uh, and some of these protests are actually sparking change. We can see uh, the effects that are taking place in, in police departments across the country. There have been firings. There have been uh, uh, restarts of investigations into the deaths, namely of Breonna Taylor. Uh, so protesters do feel that their message is being heard. Uh, their fear is, though, that things aren't moving fast enough, that there isn't uh, a fast enough motion when it comes to any kind of federal legislation. And they fear that these kinds of deaths, uh, notably unarmed black men and women at the hands of police, are going to continue, which is why it has been such an ongoing and long round of protests. Reggie Cicchini joining us this afternoon from Washington, D.C. Uh, the president had his hand slapped yesterday. Uh, Twitter added another um, label, a warning label to one of Trump's tweets after the president shared a doctored and misspelled clip of a fake CNN report. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so they were trying to, I mean, according to the press secretary today, at least, they were trying to play a little bit and have some lighthearted fun by saying that when the media posts something that they deem to be fake, it's not flagged. But when the president posts something that's fake, yeah. it is flagged. The issue here is that it, the video that they used, which is a widespread video of two young children, a black child and a white child running towards each other and embracing in a hug, and they chase each other away at the end. And the president used the end of that uh, to make it seem like there was some racially uh, 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 racial commentary happening by a white toddler chasing a black toddler. And he put that fake new, uh, fake CNN logo on there and Twitter flagged it as being manipulative. The, the, the White House is simply laughing it off as a joke. But this is now the second or third time that the president has been mm. flagged for using social media inappropriately. Even Facebook had to take down some Trump campaign uh, uh, comments that were on their Facebook page uh, within the last 24 hours, uh, simply because they're trying to get a rile out of their base right now. Let's talk about uh, what's happening at the Supreme Court and in, in, uh, in DACA. I know some of the justices there rejected an end to the protections for, for young immigrants. And all of a sudden, uh, President Trump now talking about you know, putting forward a new list of Supreme Court nominees. 
Yeah. So essentially what happened yesterday was the, the, the liberal side of the bench, joined by the more conservative Supreme Court justice, argued that the president's language was inappropriate when he tried to end this program that allows for undocumented mm. immigrants who are brought in at a young age to remain in the country. Uh, and so if he wants to retry it, he can do it again. The president sees this as an attack on him. He says that the Supreme Court is not being fair to him uh, ever since he, he put two justices on the bench, uh, you know, neglecting the fact that the Supreme Court there is to deal with equal justice for America, not to deal with equal justice for the president. So he's now trying to hint that he's going to put a new list forward to try and further stack the bench, uh, you know, for another generation further to the right if he decides or if he gets another win rather in November. Uh, let's talk about this uh, book that's been um, uh, that's been written by uh, John Bolton, uh, the former national security advisor. It's called The Room Where It Happened. The White House is in a, in a fight over this. They want um, the books not to be released. Um, they're saying that there's classified information in that book, and that's kind of what they're basing uh, their demands on. I know that there was a court case going on. I haven't checked the wire in the last 20 minutes or so. Can you give us an update on that and 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 why the trump administration is trying so hard to stop it well you know it's going to be incredibly difficult for any kind of lawyer to actually side with the trump administration or decide with the department of justice right now because at the end of the day the White House and national security members were given an advanced copy of this book last December to try and go through and make all of their changes. And the administration waited until, you know, the 11th hour to try and claim that there was classified information in it. Uh, but the president is also actively saying that the information in this book uh, is lies and is made up and is not real, uh, which begs the question, is it classified or is it a lie? But given the fact that this book has already been shipped across the world, it's already in warehouses, and journalists across the country have already got their hands on this book uh, with excerpts being released, it's going to be difficult for the president uh, and anyone in that administration to stop it from happening. It's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, John Bolton himself is a bit of a contra- well, controversial figure in, in American politics, isn't he? There's questions about why he didn't stop some of the things that he wrote about, why he didn't um, testify when he was asked to, but now turns around and puts it in a book. It looks like he's, you know, hold off, you guys. I can sell it to you and give you all the details. What are your thoughts on that front? That's what he's being criticized of right now, is trying to make a sale and, and, uh, and profit off of a book uh, when Democrats are arguing, look, we were trying to go after the president. You're blaming us for saying that our scope was too narrow during the impeachment, but you had the information and didn't tell us uh, what we would be able to expand our view with. So there are concerns and criticisms based on the, the timing of this book mm. and what the book actually details. But really, this book kind of echoes the comments that we've heard from past members of the administration who have documented in detail the chaos inside the administration with the president's uh, kind of obsession with re-election and his inability to kind of comprehend, uh, you know, what would be basic global knowledge for any world leader. And that's what John Bolton is getting at here. Uh, you know, again, if the president claims that this is a lie, they can counter that by saying, here's what the actual story is. But of course, they're holding back any of the information saying that it's either classified or covered under executive privilege. Reggie, um, I, I'm, I don't know how you're keeping up to date with everything that's happening in D.C. these days. It must be like drinking water through a fire hose. But boy, oh boy, I appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you for this. Happy Friday.
You betcha. It's Reggie Cicchini joining us. Uh, he is a Global News Washington Bureau producer. So again, this is interesting. This book is supposed to come out on on Tuesday, uh, written by John Bolton, who is the former National Security Advisor. He, I think, was only in that position for about a year, but has been in politics in the U.S. for a very, very long time. You know, some interesting, uh, he had some interesting stands on a number of things, fought for a number of things. And, and, and when you kind of look into the relationship with, with him and, and uh, President Trump, it's interesting how um, how that um, it came to be, how he ended up being National Security Advisor and how that ended as well. Again, the book is called The Room, is, the Room Where It Happened. It's expected, well, it's supposed to be released on, on Tuesday. As I mentioned, the White House is... Um, is is pushing back against that. The Justice Department arguing uh, in court that Bolton uh, didn't receive formal approval to publish the book in breach of his contract with the federal government and, as I mentioned, that the book still contains classified details that they say could cause uh, grave harm to American national security. Um, several major news organizations you can read, you can go online and read, you know, many of the excerpts from the book because, um, you know, it, it, it's, been, it's been put out there. Um, and one of the things that... Um, a lot of people are focusing on was uh, John Bolton saying that, um, you know, there, he was talking about Trump's behavior, such as the president's encouragement of foreign leaders, including China's president, to help him in the 2020 election. So that's one of those talking points that are out there right now. Um, the government in the U.S. has rarely been successful in stopping a book with classified information from from getting out. It was interesting, back in 2010, the Pentagon spent, listen to this, almost 50 grand to buy an entire first print run of a book about the defense intelligence uh, intelligence agency in Afghanistan. Uh, And and free speech groups, uh, publishers, uh, they're saying... um, they're warning that uh, if the Trump administration were to block the book's release, it would undermine decades of free speech precedent. So, again, it's supposed to come out on Tuesday. President Trump called John Bolton a sick puppy and a wacko on Twitter and uh, said the new memoir is, quote, a compilation of lies and made-up stories.